0: Hello everybody. Welcome to our Mental Health Services Connecting Badgers podcast. My name is Casey Tice, LPC. I use she, her, and hers pronouns. I am an access specialist and
1: care manager at UHS and one of your hosts today. Hi everyone. My name is Liz Westcott-Barton. I use she, her, and her pronouns, and I'm also an access specialist and care manager here at Mental Health Services.
0: It's important to note that this podcast does not replace mental health treatment and should not be considered as such. If you are interested in learning more about seeking mental health treatment at UHS, you can web book a confidential access appointment
1: through the My UHS portal. There is no problem too small to schedule an access appointment. Access specialists are here to discuss your concerns and assist you in getting connected to mental health resources. If you have any questions about meeting with an access specialist, you can call the mental health services front desk at 265-5600 option number two and we will answer any questions you may have before you
2: schedule.
0: Or if you would prefer to get connected to a provider outside of UHS, we can assist with this also. And as a reminder, you can access 24 seven crisis resources And these include the UHS Crisis Line 608-265-5600, option 9. And in the event of an emergency,
1: of course, please dial
0: 911.
1: Today, we will be joined by Jeff Brown, who is a licensed professional counselor and the coordinator of substance use services here at Mental Health Services. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jeff. And are there any
2: other ways in which you'd like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, thanks, Liz and, and Casey for having me on. Um, <clears throat> like you said, my name is Jeff Brown, I use he, him and his pronouns. Um, and in addition to being a counselor and the uh, coordinator of substance and services here, I'm also on the outreach team, and a member of the men's mental health uh, subcommittee for the outreach team.
0: Well. Welcome. Good to have you on. Um, So today we are here to talk about the topic of Movember in particular. Uh, Last year we had had Corey Steele on from MHS to discuss Movember um, episode 113. For listeners, you might have missed that and want to go back to that, but can you just remind us a little bit about what Movember is and what is the importance of it?
2: Yeah, so uh, Movember is a month-long international campaign uh, that's held in November every year to raise awareness around uh, different men's health issues. Um, Traditionally, or it started with uh, awareness around prostate cancer and testicular cancer, um, and over the years has been expanded to include awareness around mental health concerns and suicide prevention. Um, At MHS, our campaign is focused on mental health and suicide prevention. Um, And we, um, over the last year, excuse me, over the last year or so, um, we've tried to expand uh, our programming to not only be during the month of November, uh, but to hold some other things throughout the rest of the year to keep a focus on men's mental health. For those who are, you know, curious, the Mo in Movember uh, refers to mustaches that were initially grown, uh, that men initially grew in the early years of the awareness campaign, Uh, Oftentimes there's a a way to raise money for charities that focused on the the different health and mental health issues. Um, While some men do continue to grow their mustaches uh, during the month, uh, it certainly is not a requirement to participate um, or to have awareness around those different issues.
0: I do remember that that was always very um, uh, obvious then and just kind of interesting when you whenever you would see that and ask about it It's a good way to, to advertise, although I never quite got how Mo
1: was mustache. I always thought it was for like <laughs> men's somehow and I had no idea about the mustaches, although I did know that the facial hair growing was a part of it. For some reason I never put that together. That's so interesting.
2: Well, I'm glad I could give you that knowledge.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's really important, I think, to know kind of the background and how this, you know, started and came about. What about, are there any events being promoted on campus for November still now? I know it's a little later in the month, and I also know you named wanting to kind of do events throughout the year. So I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about that, Jeff.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, as far as uh, the rest of this month goes, uh, we, uh, Mental Health Services is going to be holding Uh, One more event on Monday, November 29th, from 6 until 7.30 p.m., Um, and it's gonna be a panel discussion that's focused on topics such as how men are taught to cope with or not cope with stressors, um, as well as an an opportunity to demonstrate how to have deeper conversations about overall health and especially mental health, um, and to help emphasize the need to reach out for support um, instead of subscribing to this idea of manning up, powering through the, the concerns and challenges that, are, uh, that, that we face. Um, our hope is that anybody and everybody who attends uh, will feel more energized to have conversations um, you know, about these concerns uh, within their own spheres of influences. And you know, that can be friends, that can be family, that can be classmates in classes, organizations, Um, and uh, we also hope to encourage others to utilize the resources that are available.
1: We can definitely look for that and see where that is and try to link it into our podcast. I think that that would be great to make sure that folks could have access to sign up if interested.
0: All right, so to back it up a little bit I guess, uh, why is Movember so important in regards to men's mental health? Like what particular challenges or or stigmas might exist for those who identify as men and seeking mental health services.
2: Yeah, um, you know, so going back to that idea of, you know, manning up or powering through, um, you know, boys and men, we're we're socialized to just not talk about our feelings. You know, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to express anger, but anything else, not so much, and even with anger, you, you know, we're supposed to be careful about how we do that. Um, but to to admit that we might be struggling with something is you know, we're, we're very much taught socialized not to do that. Um, we often see ourselves as having to be providers and protectors. Um, and the idea of struggling would give the impression that we might be weak um, or you know, unable to, to fulfill those roles that we see ourselves as having. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then we get words like depression and anxiety that are these like stigmatized labels that, you know, that, that amplify you know, any, any weakness. Um, and so we use words like stress to express the things that we experience and that can be irritability frustration, anger, trouble with sleeping, not having energy, um, undereating, overeating, or that thing we call stress eating, um, <clears throat> or even you know, increases in drinking, smoking weed, using other drugs, um, you know, there, can, there can also be some shame around admitting that there's a problem or that there's something that's wrong. And you know, I put air quotes around problem and, and wrong. Um, you know, asking for help can feel like a sign of weakness. And so, you know, that, that just kind of amplifies any feelings that might already be there. Um, you know, boys, uh, men are raised to be problem solvers we're, we're supposed to fix things. Um, and so when we can't solve our own problems or we can't fix our own issues, what does that mean? What is, you know, what does that mean to who we are and how we see ourselves? Um, and, and all of that adds up to just another reason to just kind of shove it down, push it away, pretend like it's not there. And oftentimes we ended up, you know, we end up pushing away friends and family uh, in, in doing so.
1: For sure. And I think about, like, how that can make it difficult for folks to want to access services or, like, even talk to other people about mental health concerns or, like, even talk to a friend or, a you know, loved one about it. And I think it's important to think, too, within this kind of continued global pandemic context and the pandemic of racism, talking about mental health is more important than ever. For our listeners, how could you broach talking to a friend, a family member, you know, someone about your mental health? How can you ask for that support for yourself or... Yeah, check in about that.
2: Yeah, um, I'm real big on starting at least with somebody you trust. It can, you know, it can be a, a parent, a sibling, a cousin, a best friend, a partner, um, but but someone that you you know you feel connected to and and really know understand or at least have a pretty good idea that they're not going to judge you or see you differently because you're saying, hey, I'm struggling with this thing right now. Um, As as much as, you know, I, I, I referred to it before that we use the word stress instead of depression or anxiety at the same time, if it's more comfortable to use that word because it's a little bit more relatable, use the word stress. I'm feeling stressed out. I've been super stressed lately. And then talk a little bit more about what that means specifically for you. When you're talking to that person or maybe those persons about the struggles that you're facing, think a little bit ahead of time before you start that conversation um, about ways that you can ask, uh, uh, ask around that person or those persons supporting you. What do you need? It's okay if in those moments you say, I don't need anything right now, but I might come back to you later, or there might be something I'll ask you for at another time, but I just needed to get this off my chest. You listening to me was all the support I needed right now. You don't have to use those words. Those are, you know, the, the words that come to mind in the moment, but <clears throat> something you know like that. Um, you know, one of the things that, um, that I often hear, um, you know, and and that students here and that's been in other places that I've worked is that, you know, I don't want to be a burden to my friends or family, or I don't want them to have to worry about me. And I totally get that. Like, I'm already carrying enough. I know the people in my life are carrying a lot, and if I bring this to them, that's going to be one more thing that's going to burden them. That they'll have to carry. That they'll have to, you know, think about, and they'll have to try to fix me or or whatever it may be. And you're not necessarily going to anybody to fix you. The other thing that you know I, I often will counter with is to keep in mind that your friends come to you and talk to you about things that are going on in their life. They may be little stressors. They may be big stressors. And provided you're, you know, you're feeling okay about it. You know, we often don't feel that same way. We don't feel burdened or put upon put upon by our friends. Like we want to help them problem solve. We want to help them figure out. We want to support. It's a good chance, you know, again, thinking about the people that that you trust the most that they're going to offer the same thing and they're going to feel the same way. Will they worry about you? Maybe, but they're doing it because they love you because they're concerned about you and they wanna see you be okay.
0: I think that is such excellent advice to have and for people to to think about going into that situation because yeah, you you hear about you know that that all the time of you know reaching out is is the hardest step or you know, even to talk to friends and family, I don't want to put that on them. So I think mm-hmm. that's such a an excellent perspective. And and maybe that's even something that we can use to to have people think on for our yeah. <laughs> activity or thing to carry through. next week of you know how can you be even just more present with family friends loved ones with those around you and be there and available for others and are there ways maybe that you can also open up some of that communication and and get some support that way too so -hmm.
2: you know and and one thing that i'll add is that you know, again, going back to what I was talking about before, where there's you know, the, this idea that we're not supposed to feel our feelings or talk about our feelings. If even that does feel like too much, going to a friend or a family member, the idea of talking to a counselor seems just overwhelming. Talk to your doctor. Mm-hmm. Explain the physical symptoms that you may be mm-hmm. experiencing talk about the stress, the low energy, the trouble with sleep, the appetite concerns, things like that. And that can be the way to start to address the symptoms or the signs uh, of what's going on to start to maybe open up that door a little bit more to talk about here are the feelings that are underneath there as well. Here's what's going on that's really amplifying of these, the, the, these physical manifestations of of what's going on inside.
1: And so it kind of sounds like starting in the place that feels like a good starting place for you, right? Maybe that's a doctor, maybe that's a friend, different things will feel comfortable for different folks. There's no shame in that. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. For sure. For sure.
0: Excellent. Well, um, feel free to tag us on social media using hashtag connecting badgers with any thoughts, feedback, questions, requests for topics, whatever it might be. Um, Or if you know of anyone who might benefit from this information, please do uh, pass us on, share the podcast. Um, And then also just check out MHS's Instagram. It's uw-mhs.
1: Thank you so much to Jeff for joining us, and thank you all for listening. As a reminder, if you are struggling, you can always access our crisis line for support wherever you are, whenever you need, at 608-265-5600, option number 9. Thanks for listening, and take care. Thanks.